All right. Hello. <laughs> Running down the uh, what is bird this? cage walk. No. The boulevard. Running down the boulevard of Battersea Park. From where? Pagoda. This is actually where series two of Run, Peel, Track, Repeat was um, decided on. And we thought of Neil or Real. Just ah, down there by that tree, I remember. It was. Oh, stride. Oh my God. So we thought we'd have a little hello quickly before we do our proper bits of warm-up and surprise ourselves. So yeah, um, St. Patrick's Day 2023. Oh, yeah. I had a potato pie last night actually. <laughs> oh, as it, as, it, as it is, yeah. Uh, do you have your Guinness for after? I do. Oh, well done. Uh, it's in the pub. In the pub. <laughs> I'll take my little boy into the pub, we'll see what happens. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a support crew, so I promised Katie that I'd... Uh, and there'd be like a band, there'd be loads of food stalls, there'd be an absolute party. I'm going to blame Ali Matheson <laughs> for that lie. But anyway, here we are. There's a, it's a very classic uh, British race with uh, about five people with clipboards. <laughs> and, uh, Let's go back and, uh, up. And a bit of string. Well, so, you know what, it should be all right. Yeah. It's looking pretty fierce already. There's a bit of en it energy. Is. Oh, definitely. There's some uh, testosterone in the water. And yeah, how are you feeling? You ready to race? I'm excited. I just want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't see why I couldn't hold on for the first few K and then and then sort of glimmer, glimpse the end. Yes. But um, I'm in good shape, I suppose. I'm just going to try and have fun and try and hold it. Yes. Um, so annoying is, annoyance for me is that my light has gone on my phone, oh. on my watch. That's probably a good thing. It might be a good thing. Just yeah. ignore it. Yeah, no, just sort of for average pace, but there we are. No. We'll see what happens. Don't scare yourself. No, 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 Let's no. Let's go for it. All right. Now we're back at the bandstand. We're going to stop speaking because we'll sound like yeah. dicks. All right. See you later. Good luck. See ya. Run, peel, chat, repeat. repeat. Hello and welcome to episode 23. Today, I am privileged to be joined by the man who on Power of Ten's first activity was none other than Cannon Hill Park Run, Mr. Matthew Kitching. But me? <laughs> yeah, it is you. <laughs> That's your first power of 10 that I could find. Wow, there you go. I know, <laughs> right? Have you got the result? What yeah, what's get? the result? <laughs> um, oh, you almost broke that 30-minute barrier, but it was 30.06. Oh, ooh, what a park run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's, wow. there, it's there forever. Matt. Oh, is there. that the Birmingham one? Not Cannon Hill, North West London? It just, says Cannon, it just says Cannon Hill, actually, but it the wasn't like one. 2014. I did a, yeah, I did a uni. It would probably be with Jen, actually. My wife, oh, yeah. not the... Yeah. Um, oh, my cat's just stolen into the room. Um, yeah, it would be at Birmingham, I reckon. It probably hung over. Um, Cannon, this would have been 2013. Yep, sounds about right. You were, you, were, you were Queen's Park then, somehow. Interesting. Anyway, so welcome, right there. <laughs> welcome, Matt. How are you? Hello, very well, thank you. Yeah, all good. 
um, being midweek, you're you're suited and booted, looking very uh, unlike the runner in lycra t-shirts that we know. Yeah, just uh, so who just said I look like a geography teacher? Yeah, <laughs> Neil Neil said that, but that's because he's in education mode. Well, my wife's a geography teacher, so she'll, I'll see that as a compliment. Definitely. You just need the patches on your arms. Can you just lift your arms up? There's no patch. No <laughs> patches. Badly, no, no, no. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant patches <laughs> underneath. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah, lovely. And then across the universe to um, the power of 10 of Neil Hutchinson, which was... 2010's Bath Half Marathon. That's a oh. good first one, isn't it? Good one. Yeah, that is lovely. And you did that in 84.56. So you snuck the other side of a, of that's a, made, a, good one, a made up. Um, that's a better performance. Yeah. That was good. Imagine. So I was, a, I was mid, if you really want to know, I was a fencer. I was did you know that? No, yeah, no you've not that. mentioned that before. You do fencing now. Oh, well, you know, I've got a lot, a lot to tell you, but no, uh, this was, um, this was me actually training hard for running for the very first time in my life, mm. um, but whilst uh, as a competitive fencer. So I sort of was quite fit for fencing, which was, which is more of a sprint type of activity that I've got a bit more stamina than, than most uh, on the fencing piece. Um and this was like after endless training with my dad, going down to the um, Bristol to Bath cycle track, doing intervals and all these kind of things. And dad actually led me the whole way round, um, right through to the end. And my aim was sub sub eighty five. Wow! Uh, and I, nice. I snuck in. It was honestly the most euphoric feeling I've ever had in any race. <laughs> and is, did they have the uphill finish in that year as well? <laughs> Not this one. No, no, no. But I think yeah. It's, it's proper. I love looking at these old photos and stuff. Oh, I've got yeah. the old pictures, but you know, everyone's got normal shoes, and um, everyone maybe looks a little bit more, you know, worse for wear on the knees and stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Old cotton shirts—is that the thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness, yeah. That's when you really did have to put some Vaseline on. Um, but yeah, continue with the theme of inviting people on because um, it's nice to have someone else to speak to who knows more about running than us. We have got a very special guest this week. Um, this is this is excellent. So if you thought Bath Half was good, your first entry on Power of Ten was the New York Marathon in a brilliant time of three hours and seven minutes, which is epic. Um, she has also been president of the Queen's Park Harriers and she loves a good first finish at Gladstone, 73 times, closing in on Sophie Barnard at the top. Um, this week, Jen Armson joins us. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me on. Not at all. Thanks for coming on. Um, before anything else, the most important part of this is our beer or bev. So I'd like to know what you've pulled out of your the back of your fridge or your garage yeah so I'm not a big drinker um which is not a very cool way of starting is it mm -hmm. however I um I have I, could I be middle, more middle class I have a <laughs> San Pellegrino yeah <laughs> that is which, absolutely um, fine it's not that's why it's choice. beer or bev so you don't have to feel you know that you're you're drinking like 
Neil basically went to wine for all of January, so we had to change it from beer. But that is <laughs> yeah. great. Io came on, drank a smoothie, so you know. We've had two. Yeah, we've, had two we've had two consecutive waters from Matt. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think there's a third council pop from Matt. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see. What, what um flavor have you got there, Jen? Um, I've got um my Italian's wonderful aranciata, um, which apparently is orange. Yeah, aranciata. Aranciata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the oh, giveaway no. might be the um, oranges as well on the uh, on the label. You know, oh, I well, I wanted to keep. Um, I wanted to keep with the theme. You see, it's, I mean, ah, <laughs> yes. oh, the peeler. Yeah. Oh, it was just, lost just on saying. me. Yes, I completely, <laughs> guys, I was, guys, I was completely over my head. Brilliant. Oh, well, okay, um, let's hear. Yeah. Have you? Have you haven't opened it yet? Can we have I a? Have not. Can we hear if you if you can make a a, a great. Uh, cracking sound. Ceremonial opening. That was good. Oh, yes. Oh, that's the best of the series. Yeah. <laughs> on debut. On debut. That's amazing. Thanks. I'm really proud. Almost like the New York Marathon again. Yeah, Smashing gosh, that was back debut. in the, the days of those days before times and paces and kit and anything meant anything to you. And it was all very simple. That yeah. was the, that was that was then. Oh. And um, yeah, 2006 when wow Matt was probably still at school. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, and I had no idea what that meant. I downloaded a 12-week runners' world training plan off the internet. It had no speed sessions. It was just no intervals, no threshold, nothing. It was just told you how many miles to run each day. Mm. So I did that, and. Wow. Um, and there it is. So you didn't do a half before this? You didn't do a 10K or was so, this just, yeah. So I had done, I had done a 10K before, you know, one of those Nike London, Run London, I think they called them when they did them at night. Yeah. But I wasn't a member of a club and like there's huge gaps on my power of 10 as well. Cause there were long periods of time when I was a member of a club, I wasn't England athletics affiliated, all that sort of thing. And um, it wasn't, so I had done one 10K before that which I did um in 41 minutes and nice. someone said to me at the end someone from Serpentine was there and said to me at the end oh that's, you know, that's quite good <laughs> and I was like is it um and um and yeah so I, it was Serpies that I eventually joined um they recruited me after um the New York Marathon um the women's team did you get a pigeon through the post asking you to how, how did they get in contact it was um yeah thanks i am that old um they said this is pre-emails isn't it no it's not thanks. yeah it's not quite pre-emails but i did actually get a letter um <laughs> yeah no i did i got a letter and wow. um because i i was actually the third british woman to finish wow. the new york marathon that year um oh. and because this was pre-super shoes and and you know there wasn't as much participation it was an overseas race all that kind of thing as well so I mean I was third by a long way you know there was like you know a couple of pros and then me in 307 but um I presume that someone at England Athletics or British Athletics or something just gets a list of British finishers at these big international races and mm. and went who are you and how did you do that um, and and sent me a letter so um Oh, yeah nice. yeah which was pretty cool um, that's awesome god that yeah. must be uh 
a pretty epic one to start with and then you I suppose London Marathon is is is, is just as big in terms of atmosphere but that must have been a, a tough one to, to kind of top with your next races then oh goodness yeah because you, you never get that naivety back again do you you know mm. that kind of freedom and and just yeah the just not knowing you know how hard it is I run a massive yeah. positive split as well um because I had no um <laughs> the worst positive split ever I went around 90 minutes for the first half and I thought oh, get me and 97 for the second half oh, which bad. if you break it oh but it which isn't terrible but if you break it down that's 20 seconds a kilometer slower in the second half wow is it which is quite painful <laughs> and, I bet, and I bet it didn't happen instantly you could say it by 20 but I reckon it would have been about 10 at the continued pace and then just wall it would have just yeah. yeah everybody says you get into Central Park and it start it's undulating um and it felt like it that's for sure <laughs> um but you know is it I was 20 yeah. I was 26 and you know I was there, I, I looked so unprofessional. I was there in my full leggings. I had old fashioned A6 trainers. I had a bottle belt, long sleeves, vest over the top. Looked like a total amateur, but loved it. That's a, that's a sub 245 right there. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never got that far, but you know, I still think I could PB. So Definitely. We'll see. Definitely. Oh, well, yes. Great drink. And um, can you give it a score out of 10 before we move on? Mm. um i think this is a strong eight mm. yeah that is a strong very eight. strong start um yeah. i'm i'm now intrigued sorry Matt, um neil yes I, I think we should move on to you because we don't know about your power of 10 we might as well go to your drink too and i'm I'm interested to keep this theme going what my my first my yeah. first well no, have, we, a, have a guess what what my first result on there is is it gladstone park, surely park run, run. <laughs> Is it 20, 2013 Gladstone Park Run? It is. I'm pretty sure October 2013 Gladstone Park Run. <laughs> Let's have a double check. I, I, I had a quick look um, earlier, but yes, it was definitely Gladstone Park Run and it was, wow. Um, oh no, November. So October, I must have gone down. October 26th, that's right. And it was Gladstone Park Run. Yeah. 2013 lovely yes and i have got actually oh. it's a it, it was a it was a it was a four pack when i bought it so i bought another one back the vocation it's a very nice, nice very nice beer this one's promising to be hazy and fruity like your your hell beer from last week it's a bit it's a uh, yeah more, probably a more apt can it's yellow with a big red v a uh, fruity v actually it looks very nice let's hear what i can do with this can Oh, it's good. Was it good? Yeah, nice. Oh, Zoom have heard our heard our cries. Mm. Yeah. That, angry, like... that angry email you sent last week yeah. definitely worked. It's basically a Caribbean island in a can. There's a touch of lychee to start with, and then it goes through some pineapple hues. It's it's nice. Should be in sales. Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of this vocation um and matt i feel we've got an interesting beer with you and your cat <laughs> so, so, uh, postman matt and his black and white Ooh. blue moon oh, mango wheat blue moon blue mango moon. wheat yeah i've already had a sip though it's i've not seen this before it's very mangoey 
So I'm I'm off theme on on fruits and I should have gone orange, but um, yeah, still still fruity, but yeah, a bit bit too fruity. Um, of your food, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to get them into that. Come on, looks like your cat's enjoying. Cat it. wants cat wants to sniff. Yeah, she's just been in a cat fight outside, so she's a bit um. Oh, oh that's sad. Yeah. Well, no, it's not for her. She's a bit of a scrapper. She has an interesting, interesting yeah. life, doesn't she? Mice last week, scrapping this week. Oh uh, yeah, she's so so far this week she's brought in I think four mice. So four. she's on a real yeah 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 she's a real real scrapper, real hunter. She wow. looks innocent, but she's actually a killer. Yeah, I remember Aww. feeding. Oh remember... no, no, she's not a killer. Look, look at her eyes. Oh, what's the name? What's her you name again? What she does to her. <laughs> Periwinkle. <You> ought, <laughs> yes. You ought to see what she does to a to a field mouse. It's um, yeah. Oh. Jen came downstairs the other night and found a tail. That was all that was left. Oh. Savage. Talking of tails, Neil, can you take us on a nice beer tail? Yeah. Um. What a. I got. I have a proper job. Oh. Proper job. Nice. Cornish. Um. Masterpiece. You can't really get better than this uh, for a, for an ale. So that's all I can say. Um, ready for the click? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dreadful. Dreadful. That was really bad. <laughs> it sounded so small. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear the real the sound I was going for, which was the... Didn't no, hear that either. Was... We're not Damn getting it. it. It was going to work so well. I have a foghorn on my phone. I thought that would work. Oh. <sighs> to be honest, Neil, you've helped me out because I thought my running week was going to be the most disappointing thing on this podcast. But hey. that hey. <laughs> very good. Okay. okay. As um as has been the the um order of service the last couple of weeks, we like to <clears throat> remember where we first set eyes on our lovely guests and where. They first set eyes on us. So I'll go first while you guys delve back into your Park Run, Gladstone, Queen's Park Harriers, whatever it is, memories. And I think, Jen, I think I'm, it, it, it's it's a couple of things for me. I remember Park Run, and I feel like you may have even been a surfy still then or you were, you were unattached. But then also coming to some summer leagues and um, running – not only a great 10K, but then a really strong relay leg as well. Um, around the times like Emily Godwin and the, the the ladies team was just unbeatable. And um, so I remember that. And then, yeah, you're just being a lovely part of the community as we kind of grew, you know, through that 2015, 16. It just seemed like a real nice family environment of club. Everyone was there for each other and getting into new races and, you were very much like a part of that and then obviously becoming um president as well but yes i think it must have been a park run back 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 in the day where you were like well under 20 minutes and winning them all the time right <laughs> yes definitely um my first memory of meeting you sam is definitely park run um yeah and i was unattached at that time <laughs> and um was um was recruited fairly swiftly um yeah uh which was which was great um and then i think yeah i think it was about my second track session 
at Queen's Park Harriers, I was asked, would I mind coaching as well or blowing the whistle? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and then it's like, there's this thing called summer, late, summer league. And I was like, mm, okay. So yeah, it was yeah. all from there. And who was the one that recruited you? It must have been Sophie. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to count yeah. up, count up the amount of people she's recruited because I was definitely um, recruited by her. Like, oh, come on down, it's it's lovely, and and she was absolutely right. And re yeah. revisiting Sophie, so I was teased earlier. How many short of her record are you, Jen? You know. Oh, it's every time. Yeah. So every time I get within about 10 or 15, um, something happens, like I get ill or injured or both. Um, so we sort of have this running joke that I'll never actually close the gap. But then the other running joke is that I'm 10 years younger, so I've got longer kind of thing. So I think I've got 70 something and I think she might have high 80s. Um, yes I've got it here finishes yeah Sophie Barnard is on 86 and you are yeah. on 73 so not yeah. too far no um, not too far but um, then it drops quite quickly Emily Godwin yeah. 58 um Ryan was on 53 Johnny Suttle 33 Mike Bout Mike Boucher 29 drops right down quickly there yeah nice uh, it's a good course. It rewards um, technique. I think it's quite technical, isn't it? So I think if you do it every week, um, as Sophie and I approved, you uh, you start to reap the rewards. Yeah, eight, eighteen forty nine is your. PB. What would you yeah, say the What would you tolerate. say the tactic? What would you say the main tactic of Gladstone would be? Would it be? Would it be to go off, kind of hard and go up that first hill? Because it, um, if, if you, for those of if you possibly listen to us, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but you don't. Anyway, this is to my dad, who's the only listener I think I know. Um, you go up that first hill, um, and that's that's like within the first K. And you sort of loop around another hill, and then it sort of goes down down at the other end. But yeah, do you have like a tactic to go? Yeah, the... yeah, I do. Um, yeah, so. Gladstone Park on about 100 meters of elevation gain over the 5k but it's not evenly distributed so yeah it's the first kilometer is basically uphill with a bit of a dip in it um I um my absolute golden rule that I will die by is go off easy um so if you're out of breath and in the red by the top of that first hill you've overdone it so even when I ran my PB, I mean, and of course, with any, with any of these things, you know, we all have different strengths, don't we, and different ways that we run. Like, I'm naturally a strength runner rather than a speed runner. So um, that, I suppose, speaks to that. But so, for example, when I've run sort of 19 minutes or just under, my first kilometer has never been quicker than four minutes at Gladstone, um, because kilometer two is net downhill. So you just have to make it up then. Kilometre three is the one that makes or breaks it because that's net uphill as well because you've got up to the playground and then up that big hill again. Um, and that's why you've just got to hang on to it. So, yeah. Um, and then once you've gone up the big hill, as, I, as, as we call it, up Parkside, for the second time, you've just got to hang on to it from there, really. Um, running hard the last mile. Um, hang on, basically. Yeah. That is exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. One and three. Are, yeah. If you overdo them, then you are fucked. Yeah. 
technical term. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gladstone. Yeah. And um, Matt or Neil, remember your first first memories of Jen? Well, I think it's probably, it probably is Barkram, but we can't all say Barkram. So I think I my first memory of most of you lot is um, etched in my brain. It's the first time that I come to the Queen's Park track because I've been intending to come to the club for ages and finally came and coincidentally turned up on the club 10K night, which I've always regretted. Um, and it, so, yeah, I guess it, my... Uh, another sort of prominent memory of Jen is that you must have, as well as one of the highest tally of park run wins, you must have one of the highest tally of uh, of club club championship tally as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure probably you won that night as well. Yeah, I probably, I think, I think I've won, a, I don't mean this in a boastful way, I think I've won all the ones that I've actually been there. <laughs> but, um, I'm not the only person who certainly not the only woman who can clean up um on a good day um in the Queen's Park areas so um yeah when it's your day it's your day I think but I also remember you turning up and being thrown into the men's club championship um so that's like hi welcome yeah I remember <laughs> this on your vest <laughs> I'm pretty sure other than the sort of hellos and highs and I'm mats I'm pretty sure one of the first things I said was how many laps is that? Yeah. And, and hearing 25 in return is not, yeah, not how you'll spend it. No. Neil was wearing his vest with Andy written on it. So I oh. I, I, I was, I think for at least a couple of years, I thought you were an, uh, called Andy. I think oh. I've, I've puzzled quite a few people with that one, which is great. That that, that seems to be fine. Yeah, even, not... your, even your attire is a Neil or real. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's that's yeah don't know why but yeah that was quite funny to wear that at a marathon <laughs> the joke was on the spectators you know they're going to shout andy at you and you're not called andy so ha huh, back at you made me smile <laughs> so wow this is another track one but like, i've got an overriding memory of and this is a kind of sad but i've got i've got jen in a cast oh. yes <laughs> so, like i've got jen in a cast with a whistle and i don't didn't know you coached too you see so yeah. this was my sort of memory i've got i i don't know if that was possibly more re well possibly more recent to that 10k um it probably was, but my my memory, lots of years sort of grow into each other. So yeah, yeah, and I've broken my legs and feet several times. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, no, it was um yeah, I operations on both ankles and fractures in both in my left foot and my right heel, and yeah, so there's plenty of time um in a boot and on crutches, and that time was very well spent standing in the freezing cold at Wilson Sports Centre. Um, so, well, seeing as you're not running, you can just, you can blow the whistle every week. Um, uh, and as the group's been, well, had at the time been getting, it was quite small, actually. I think yeah, it was. Growing, and each week was growing in popularity. <laughs> to the point yeah. This whistle isn't totally um, catching everyone's attention. You know, it's, it's getting harder and harder. But... Uh, 
remember marking out sort of the distance for doing drills with my crutches and uh I thought that was um well health and safety might have something to say about that <laughs> for on lots of levels but um it definitely raised a smile that's for sure definitely um well, I saw you laugh when Neil mentioned his Neil or real so I'm guessing that you understand the premise behind this and we don't have to explain it but um Neil would you like to take away the 10th Neil or real because we're currently four to Neil and five to the real people is it really the tenth? Goodness, it man. must be. I think right. if you add those two together, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 should help. Yeah, <laughs> um, interesting. Um, we talked about uh, in the first rep about um, S and C, um, or S and C, um, as as some people like to to call it. Um, and you're probably wondering at the progress of my press ups now, and I can do twenty now. So. Ooh. It's, you know, I'm well into this marathon training block now. It's gone from ten to twenty, and I can do that. Like, I can just, I can just do twenty press ups now. Like, but I won't do it now. But like, I can. Um, sure. He's not. He's not actually been running. He's just been <laughs> floundering around on the floor trying to do press ups. Well, look, there was other things I was sort of thinking. It, it sort of, it sort of reminded me that all these different exercises that you can do. And I had a coach when I was a fencer talking about things that you can do just sort of in in nature just like to strengthen <laughs> as your sort of um you could be for example um just sitting on the bus and you just even there you could just tense your um um uh, core just just um and hold it and then other times you could be waiting for the bus and you could decide just to stand on one foot um and so there's i was sort of looking through it and um i was looking at brushing your teeth brushing your teeth actually there's um some fantastic exercises you can do while brushing your teeth which will be really good for your um running actually um one is um obviously calf raises you could you could find a little step um, and sort of do dips as you're brushing your teeth which is quite fun um uh the other one is the uh, tibia raise, so you could go to the wall and you could bring your um, toe up. Um, uh, and equally, that's quite useful as you're brushing your teeth. Um, oh, Jesus. There's others. Yeah. So there's like the deep squats. You think about that as you're keeping your back straight and you're going down as deep as you can, but you're also brushing your teeth. You might want to change hands by this point because it's quite knackering. Uh, the next one might be the quasi-isometric squat, which is like really slow, maybe takes a minute to go down and then a minute to go back up, which is probably the right amount of time for brushing your teeth anyway. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the guidance, the government guidance on how long to uh, wash your hands during the pandemic. This is Neil's guidance on how long to brush your teeth when you're a runner. So you could do a, yeah, you could do a, uh, a quasi-isometric um, squat. Um, and the last was like my favorite. It's like the Mabu, the horse stance. It's sort of like your your legs are sort of wide, and you're sort of pushing out as if you're on a horse. But then you can push your foot out to the, to to one side while brushing your teeth. Don't forget brushing your teeth, and you can dip a bit lower, and maybe you could lift put your left left leg out a little bit more. 
<laughs> to people lower, but this gives you really, really good cause. And remember, you know, it's two minutes, brush your teeth, put the toothbrush away and you're done. But, um, but did you know <laughs> that, that when you, when you squeeze the toothpaste out on and put it onto your toothbrush, that bit of toothpaste on your toothbrush is called the nurdle. Okay. Okay. Good word. Oh my god. Is is that mm -hmm. it? Is that is that it? That, that's the nail or real? The the nerdle. Neil? Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when the press ups were gonna come back in. Yeah. No. Oh, oh the, the the demo was fantastic though because he kept yeah. the toothbrushing motion going. But the, oh, it was try wow. try it at home. Try it. At, you know, it's important oh. if you're not going to a gym. If you're yeah, if you're not going to a gym, uh, you know, the world is your gym. You know, if you go out for a run, you don't have to go to a treadmill if you don't want to. If you want to do your press ups in your room, you don't have to pay for personal training if you don't want to or can't afford it. Just do the press ups and utilize like various different locations which you end up, for example, brushing your teeth. Mm. But anyway, that's not really squeeze out too much um, of the nurdle onto your tooth. Interesting. Right. So mm. that's a random one. That's a very simple one. Mm. Um, the danger with these is it could just be called the dirdle and then Neil wins. You know, he, he yeah. sometimes alters these by the fraction of a tooth. Um any any uh, questions? It sounds plausible. I mean it sounds like Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it sounds like it could be a word. I mean, sort of a yeah. This is the danger with Neil or Reels. Yeah. But like you say, he might have just changed one letter just to catch us out. Hmm. Mm. Oh, I've never heard mm. of it. Have you ever heard of anything about toothpaste bits or what do you call it then? I mean, I've always the toothpaste. It. Yeah, the bit of toothpaste <laughs> on the end. No, like if it, no, if it drops off, no. you go. Oh, I just when have, you, bit. when have you ever used that word, Neil? You've never. I, you just... okay. I was um I was in a fencing competition in um in Bangkok. Why were you there? And have you ever fenced before? I I did, you know, I did, and I was out there, and my, my roommate said, um. I said, do you have any toothpaste? He said, yeah, I've got some. Squeeze from the bottle and don't squeeze out too much nerdle onto your tooth. <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's what he said. And then I just said, okay, well, be careful about putting too much. Of You're sounding more and more like David Mitchell than I've ever and then heard. Then he put the, um, the lid back on it and I put it back into his wash bag and we were both a bit jet lagged. Um, Every time I ever go and brush my teeth, somebody says, say, like, me and Jen go and brush our teeth at the same time, or say, you, say you're staying with a friend, you go and brush your teeth, I'm going to say, well, give us a nerdle. And they'll think, well, who the yeah. hell is this guy? And what is this about? Mm, but, they might call um, the police. Yeah. But you'd be doing your squats at the same time. They'd definitely call the police then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've heard, of, I've heard of Wordle. I've not heard of Nerdle. Uh... I've literally got no idea. What it question? sounds more like a game. It sounds more like a maths version of Wordle, doesn't it? Yeah, uh... I, I think this first first instinct is this is a load of shit. Like he's gone <laughs> off, he's gone he's gone on a lot about this, and there's something 
about it that just doesn't ring true. But then it must have, have a name. Blaster. To be fair, it must. Yeah, yeah there must be. It must a have word. a name. Yeah, true. What do you think yeah. of the Mabu? What do you think of the horse stance? I don't know, but it doesn't really have any relevance. You're trying to put <laughs> us away, so. Yeah. Do you have any questions around this that we can ask that might dislodge? What's your favourite toothpaste brand, Neil? <laughs> yeah. Are you a Colgate man? Are you an actor? So of course, it's, it's Colgate. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's quite. Uh, you go whitening, or what do you go? There's for? a there's actually a new one. There's a charcoal one out. Have oh. you tried the charcoal <laughs> one? I've heard of it. it. Gets your teeth really white. Is it because they're really black? <laughs> Not a good that. example, but I'm sure you know. But the charcoal. A nerdle of charcoal. A nerdle of charcoal. It actually is um, like a. Because the nurdle's like sort of got a black tint to it, um, like as if it's got charcoal embers. Oh God! Oh, 23 episodes. It was scraping the barrel. <laughs> have a think, anyway. Maybe. Have we'll, a think. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll let that we'll let that um, sit and fester for a little while, like we say, and um, we'll go on to talk about some running, which is half of the reason we're here. Um, <laughs> um yeah so jen we generally just go through like a couple of highlighted runs of our weeks but um i think you'd be welcome to to say that kind of thing but i think what was quite interesting with andy and io was more this is kind of a time to discuss kind of your running or um yeah i think probably first of all it'd be quite good to know when you first started running like how you got into it and then kind of a, a brief a brief history that got you to like New York and then on to Queen's Park Harriers maybe? Sure um yeah I I think I got into running regularly in my early 20s when I started work um just because I'd always been sporty you know, I was quite a sporty kid at school um my family were all quite active quite sporty but it was just kind of you know playing all the team sports at school and nothing sort of no one thing I wasn't a, I wasn't a good junior runner or any in the junior system at all when I went to university um I got more into run, it's probably the first time I started running as exercise deliberately um but that was alongside um I got really into going to the gym and strength training and just all sorts of different um fitness really um but yeah and so when I first started work um, in London in 2003-04, um, I discovered that time didn't really always allow um, uh, team sports or anything that sort of required committing to being somewhere at a certain time and that sort of thing. But um, yeah. and so, but I've always loved the feeling of fit, the feeling of being active. I've always just really enjoyed that, and and so I, I was quite determined not to lose that from from my days so I, I just got more and more into running because it just fitted around work really um but yeah and so that was sort of early 2004 I think um and I did yeah my first race purely because someone at work was doing it then the, one of those Nike nighttime run London's which I think was at the end of 2004 um and then I wasn't I wasn't a member of the club and I was just what I enjoyed doing really which was just basically going for a run you know no particular structure I had a, um, a few routes that I enjoyed 
sort of around the city and around the time I was living in West Hampstead and you know so I got running on the heath and all that sort of thing but mm. all very casual yeah um and then um just one of my friends was do, um had decided to do to do the New York marathon um she got a charity place um and she said oh do you want to you know we can go on holiday to New York for a, a few days you know do you want to come kind of thing um and back in those days you could just pay and do you know pay your entry fee and, and enter the New York marathon um so um so I thought yeah okay um and and yeah so that was um that was how it started really that was definitely the first time when I realized that I had some sort of aptitude for it um mm. because my friend and I we basically yeah downloaded a plan off runners world and yeah, just followed it. And we did all our training together. But when it came to race day, I ran 307 and she ran 352, which mm. shows you the, the difference, shows you what basic physiology does. And I've always remembered that as a lesson, really, you know, in the, you know, because we did exactly the same. And, you know, there was nothing different in our training at all. We did everything the same at the same pace, followed the same plan. But on race day, it came out completely differently. And I'm really glad that I learned that quite early on in my running journey as it were um because you know, we are all gifted with different basic physiology um and that's universal you know and I think it's important to remember that you know we'll have different starting points different things that come naturally to us different potential end points as well um yeah and definitely. so yeah so it all kind of yeah, it all. I, I joined a club after that. I joined Surfies, um, just because they asked, um, <laughs> and um, and yeah, just started doing. Did a few races, a um, couple of half marathons, um, but then, yeah, just sort of just sort of went from there. Really, I only stayed with Surfies for a couple of years, just because, oh, you know, life and um, everything gets in the way. But I always carried on running, um, and. It wasn't really until yeah, until I started going to park run. Um, I sort of I don't know how long ago that is now, seven eight years ago, that I really sort of properly immersed myself in the running community, I suppose, and and sort of really um, started to enjoy it as a team activity, as not just as a purely kind of individual thing that I yeah. did because I enjoyed it and because it fitted around work. Um, you know, I realized that actually it can have a lot more to it than that. Um, and a lot more than just, you know, doing it for performance reasons or because I happen to be um, good at it or because I enjoy it or, or whatever. Um, and that's definitely, um, it was definitely the best thing I ever did going to Parkrun um, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, never looked back from there, really. Totally. Yeah. Running around the park on a Saturday morning. Um, was not something I ever imagined I was going to do, but then had work going on later that day and I did the same thing, found found Park Run. It sounds like a religious experience, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's like life-changing type thing, isn't it? And um, then you've obviously, like you've said, you've, you've, you've had your ups and downs, you've done some brilliant running and times and had a couple of injuries, but I suppose that comes with pushing yourself and testing boundaries. And then you were you were actually I was thinking back um we we chatted about Wokingham half 
um, in our first series. And you are the gen of uh, Matt's um, marathon <laughs> marathon paced effort. You guys yeah. ran that one together, didn't you? Yeah, um, that was a really that was a really good one. So um, it I'd been running pretty well um, um, in the the sort of the few weeks before that, and I. I wanted to have a crack at running under 80 minutes which mm. um would have been a outright pb for me um how old was i at the time 41 um and but the the thing that i'd always sort of i'm quite a conservative starter in races like i just like to run myself into it and like you know as i say my strength is my strength so i get faster and i get stronger and you know as the race goes on but i'd always wondered am i giving away like a minute in the first 5k by just not missing early enough so when matt said that he was going to run 80 minute pace i mean i know that's jogging for matt but you know practicing his marathon pace i thought well that's you know and, and he very kindly said you know i'll run with you if you like it was a really it, it was a really really good way for me to commit from the start you know, and and not sort of hedge my bets or be a little bit too not too frightened to, but a bit. But maybe maybe it is. Maybe it, you, sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and and see what happens. Um, mm. and yeah, I didn't quite hold on for eighty minutes. Um, those last five k that felt like when I lost all of that minute. Um, <laughs> that I missed it by. Um, like um, well sort of going up Mount Everest really um um but I'm really glad you know I'm really glad that um that I did that race I'm really glad I did commit and run with Matt um because that's what got me my England Masters call up so um yeah, yeah I got yeah I got the um which is something that I never thought would would me um I just know I assumed I wasn't good enough um and and yeah even though I didn't get the time that I wanted to on that day I was I couldn't have been happier because I gave it everything and I committed from the start you know mm. and yeah maybe if I had started off more conservatively I might have run a, a faster time because I'm maybe I ran my strength out of me if you see what I mean you know it's really hard to know isn't it you know do you did do you take away your own strength by trying something different but then equally if you never try then you don't know so I had no regrets at all. Um, I couldn't have tried any harder. I, you know, I really committed. Um, and actually, you know, what better reward can there be than than getting that email from Tom Cragg saying, hmm. um, "Come and, uh, you know, come and uh, buy your England vest." Um, so yeah, it was it was great. It, we, I think we all had a really good day that day. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's really good. So from that you you didn't know that there was an England kind of spot on the line and what 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 was like did you have to come top three were you were you in the top three or did you do it by time or was it both on that because Andy explained some of it yeah. last week but how was yours yeah so so um the qualifying races um are different every year they spread them around the country um at different distances um and I actually didn't know until on the day that Wokingham Half Marathon was one of the England Masters qualifying races last year. Um, as I say, because it isn't every year, they do rotate them. I actually found out, believe it or not, I actually found out mid-race um, when um, a girl um, who I know, a lady I now know um, quite well called Charlotte, 
um spotted matt and i who were wearing our where's wally tops and, and running together <laughs> and and started running with, with us and um she said oh you, you know do you mind if i tuck in with you your sort of nice smooth even pace and we were like yeah sure actually matt was like yeah sure and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and um and we started, you know, that classic runner's chat, oh, you know, what time are you going for? All that sort of thing. And I said, well, you know, I'm hoping for 80 minutes. Um, how about you? And she said, oh, um, yeah, hoping for the same. But mainly my goal is to get in the top three in my age group um, to get the England Masters um, qualification. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh. Um, and then I think it was Matt. I think it was you who said, who said oh, um what age group are you you two could be rivals and she said oh that 40 and it turns out we were rivals um and then, there was significantly was, less that, gap from there from that point onwards <laughs> the conversation died the, there. it was just head eyes forward um, it's it <laughs> so that was so that was great and and um <laughs> and actually i um actually we both on the day we both um we both got it so we both qualified um oh, so great. it turned out really it turned out really well she I think she was a few seconds ahead of me by the end but we both qualified um so yeah so that all turned out turned out really well um oh, but yeah because with the England Masters you sort of have to register as a register as a master as they call it um and then take part in in a qualification race um and then finish in the top however many is designated um uh to uh to qualify so there's a bit of sort of luck of the draw in terms of who else turns up on the day who runs well on the day you know and all that kind of thing but you've got to be in it to to win it i suppose and, yeah, yeah totally and from there you've then gone on to to run an england match which which one did you do again yeah so um it was um england against a european combined team i think and this was in chester in May last year um, and it was both an intra sort of um, England competition as well as sort of against the rest of the world as it were um, so there were prizes for each um, I think there were how many runners were there in each age group I think there were eight runners in each age group male and female and um, each, the top three in each age group got a little trophy um, and they called it um, I probably should know, shouldn't I? Um, something like the England Masters Half Marathon Age Group Challenge or something really catchy like that. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I mean, I was the, on, on, by times, I was the slowest qualifier in the vet 40s. So um, on times and PBs. So I sort of resigned myself to finishing eighth out of eight. Um, and especially in the circumstances, because I'd had some health problems and hadn't really been able to train in the way that I would have wanted to. Um, but um, uh, as it turned out, I, I came third in my age huh. category. So I got a little trophy. Um, so um, that's the biggest surprise I've ever had, actually, because I didn't actually, it was, it's really difficult, isn't it, when you're running? And yeah, because it's really difficult to tell how old people are as well. Because do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, yeah. it's a bit like, I mean, I could have, I could have, I obviously hadn't looked at the tracker. You look around you and you're like, mm, she looks quite young. She looks a bit older. No idea. Um, and, it, and yeah, it wasn't until literally they were giving out the trophies and um, that the, I, I heard them say my name. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so that was, that was, I couldn't, couldn't quite believe it, um, frankly. But yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. It. 
Yeah, I love that. That you didn't even know, and then it comes up no. at the award ceremony at the end. And um, yeah. I know that you've obviously had like a couple of you. You've both been coached, and you've also been self-coached. So, what are you doing at the moment? Are you coaching yourself, or have you got someone? Um, I am being coached um, by Joe Wilkinson, who nice. is a former Great Britain and England um, marathoner, 10K. I think, she, I think she came sixth in the Commonwealth Games in the 10K when the Commonwealth was in Manchester wow, um, in nice. 2002. Yeah, and did the marathon in the European Championships in 2010. Um, more importantly, she's um, super nice um yeah they're obviously very experienced and just really kind of gets me um and Brilliant. um and really cares you know like um she it's sort of the opposite of feeling like someone's just sort of giving a bespoke giving a sort of generic you know sort of tweak the sessions a bit but basically give everybody the same you know it's it's like if you can imagine the polar opposite of that then that's yeah. sort of what what joe and i do um and and yeah that's only been since i think november last year which is when i returned to running after quite a long layoff and i just thought it was a good time to to get some to get some external input really not least to hold me back because um otherwise i can get a bit overexcited and just <laughs> think oh just go and do that 50k it'll be fine can't see any downsides um but also yeah just to freshen things up a bit um yeah. get a bit of input get some new ideas um yeah and uh, it's working really well so far I mean ups and downs just because well with me not with, <laughs> not with anything else that's because running's like that but um totally. yeah it's been really nice to have um to have some input um yeah she's great to work with um yeah Really yeah brilliant and what what's does a typical kind of training week look like for you then what do you um what do you have you doing or you like to do yeah so um i at the moment um we're doing five days well until recently when um slightly i got some you know i got the the london virus that i managed to avoid over christmas and was quite smug about uh -huh. um <laughs> having avoided all the lurgies until recently so you know um haven't done as much um in the last few weeks but but in terms of general structure um five days a week running um at the moment again just because on the comeback from from a layoff um three easy days uh one session day midweek and a long run on sunday so no magic to it at all um but um consistency decent volume um because again that's who I am as a runner really like you know I sort of um, a workhorse that needs to be worked um two full rest days um which I know is more than a lot of people but I find that certainly at the moment that helps me absorb the training means that I can do what I need to do and yeah, session session day on a on a Wednesday it has been, um, mm. and that's been a mixture of because again, you know, my old bo my old body can't deal with having to do consecutive hard days or anything. So um, yeah, so that um, sort of Monday will be a rest day, Tuesday a sort of medium long run, maybe eighteen k something like that, nice and easy. Wednesday session day, um, Thursday another rest day, Friday maybe ten k easy, Saturday can vary a little bit and then a long run on Sunday um yeah and and just trying to be consistent um 
and yeah just trying to um mix up the sessions a little bit um get 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 some new sort of stimulus um mainly done to feel as well the sessions so rather than any prescribed pace or um you know picking numbers out of thin air you know that's actually my pet pet training peeve is when people go right I want to do a 30 minute 10k so I'm gonna therefore run my reps at this and you have no evidence for your being able to run reps at that particular pace it's like well, what if it doesn't feel right what if it mm. feels too hard or too easy or you know like it's just picking numbers off a spreadsheet um, the, other, so... the other thing I've heard recently which is a really smart move is um that Callum, Els- Callum Elson guy said how when you run at 5k pace you're always running trying to run at your 5k pb pace and actually yeah. that's yeah. that's that's you know not necessarily where you are at the moment and it's so true you know we've run at these paces and they are they are way outside um what we're maybe capable of at the time so running to feel um yeah. makes so much more sense and like you say it's that consistency if five days yeah. a week means that you build up you know a couple of years of consistency then it'll be so much better than six days a week for six months here two months there so that's yeah. really good that's yeah. an that's a great week and it's amazing to have someone on your side who you feel gets you and cares and you feel yeah. like you're getting something that's bespoke to you that's really cool yeah um, but yeah great okay mm. on with more running um one of you two will go next um i'll let you choose go on neil Free happy run. to go happy to go i've got um I've got three interesting runs, but I'll, I'll, I'll whiz through the first. Uh, it was it, so uh, on. Um, I went down to. I'm pointing. That's not helpful. <laughs> um, I'm pointing at Brighton because I went to Preston <laughs> Park, which is where the start of the um, Brighton Marathon is, and I, I joined the Phoenix Knights um, session with the, Jeff, the coach that, that coaches me on a Thursday sometimes. But he does the Monday session for all the Brighton Phoenix runners, um, and there was a lot more. It was about 12 runners down there, um, male, female. And I basically, it, it's not a very well lit route, but it's on the side by the road. And uh, it was up and down a lot. <laughs> but it was sort of to feel, but really just follow group. Um, some of which were good, <laughs> like much better than me, uh, which was great. Really helpful um, as an interval session. It was three by three minutes three by four minutes, then three by three minutes. And it ended up being around about 10K of of, of intervals. Um, so it was pretty heavy on the legs. Um, I, I've not done that much in an interval session um, in ages. Um, so yeah, that was good. Uh, the next session, I guess, was this race <laughs> that me and Sam had on uh, on Friday, which I think we've got a little, we might have had a snippet, I'm not sure. <laughs> Hello, hello. Neil has got this beer for the end of the race. One from the pod, it's the Porter from Padstow. Hey, and it's a nice nice finish. And actually, I brought it along so you can have a little taste. Thank you very much. How does it feel, Um, Sam? 16. Oh. You know, two on the watch. (laughs) Probably 16.01 on the time. How does that feel? Horrible. (laughs) Horrible to run and horrible to look at afterwards. I think you did very well, Sam. And how about yourself? I not got a PB of about 40 seconds, Yay! I think, yeah, so 1608. 1608. So, yes! That feeling. Delighted, yeah, it was 1656 before. Is that the maths? Yeah. About 40. 
Yeah. Ish. Yeah. But yeah, until we know the actual results. Basically, 50 but seconds. I didn't once look at my watch. I was just this being pulled it. along. And there were, there were times when they were shouting cones. I was like, where? <laughs> yeah. Where? I just, I closed my eyes and being pulled through by people. It was quite funny. Yeah. You were ahead of me at one point. You, I overtook you at one point. And yeah. then you went straight back ahead. So it was a real mix of emotion. Not, not straight ahead. You were ahead, ahead for that whole bottom bit of the park. Yeah. And then it's when we went back up a slight hill. Yeah, I thought I thought I lost you. Oh yeah, the hill, the Battersea Hill. The Battersea Hill. Oh, the it. hill. It's so hilly. Yeah, it's at least a meter. Oh, uh, the elites are walking just in. Just finishing. Just finished those. So we're we're waiting for Ali and Johnny, um, yes. who looked pretty strong. Yes. Um, but that Very was a strong. yeah serious race. Yeah. Well, great day. Yeah. Happy Battersea office. Talk about this a little bit more later. Cheers. Bye. I can talk about the race now. Yes, please do. Why not? My 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 version of events. Why not? Um, so I took Friday off work, um, and this race was up in uh, Friday. Really touch and go if I was going to do it, but it's a five k race around Battersea Park. Um, it's actually on the uh, the north part of the park, exactly where the Summer League is run, but two laps as opposed to four. Um, and yeah, it was a race that Matt was also entered into. Unfortunately, with your injury, you you had to pull out. Uh, but um, joined by Sam and um, Johnny Subtle came all the way from Bristol. Um, and and Ali McRae, um, uh, from yeah, from all the way from Ealing. Uh, for <laughs> so he, him and Johnny were in the A race. Um, and me and Sam were in the C race, which sets off after the B race. To Strange, but doesn't matter. It was great. Um, gosh, uh, what can I say about it? I, I was expecting um, fireworks and a bar and uh, a DJ. And, you know, I'd sold it to Katie, my wife. Uh, like, this is going to be great. Bring Ennis. It'll be, you know, be brilliant. Um, and it, it turned out it was just like, um, I don't know, four, four chaps with a notebook, um, a note, you know, a bit <laughs> bored. And I put this round, put this on the shoe. And I was like, oh no, okay. Uh, and I turned up with a buggy actually. I was like, I did a joke. I was like, so I, I can run with a buggy, right? And these all looked up at me like, no, no this isn't <laughs> this isn't a run. I don't know what we just got. This isn't a park run. It's like, no, I was just joking. Don't worry. But um, uh, anyway, Ben Ben Node, I think he he did chat to me at the end actually, and sort of saw the buggy came up and especially to sort of say, gosh, I was really worried. <laughs> You're actually going to do this. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think me and Sam had a decent warm up and uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I I absolutely whacked out a massive PB on a 5k. Just long story short, it was two laps and the magnetism of the crowd that I was running with, the pull just, just helped. I didn't look at the watch at all. It was all feels, but it was just like, just stick with someone, stick with someone. And yeah. just, and I had to fight onto the back of a few, then the group split up a lot, but you're all trying to stick in bundles. There was no point I was in, in, in a head in a group. It might have been a few times where I was trailing off the back a little bit, but really, really fighting to sort of stay to the point where I couldn't see anything. It was dark anyway, mm -hmm. but they were, the, the, the stewards be calling out stuff like, um, post, watch out. Um, and I'd be going, oh my god, oh my god, um, where? And like, the, my plan was, if someone fell over in front of me, I just like sidestep to the left. That was my that was my plan on that yeah. one. 
Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know about you, you I tell your bit, but I mean, it was, yeah, whiz by. Turns out the quicker you do it, the faster, it, faster it's over. Uh, but the last, <laughs> um, it was the last stretch. I thought you sort of turned back going towards the pagoda right in the center. And um, the start is actually right at the start of this home straight and the finish is pretty much at this pagoda and or bandstand, what is it? I don't know, it's a bandstand, isn't it? Right in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a turn, I think it was actually a couple of hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. it's long. <laughs> and you couldn't see, oh, it was really, really tough that bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we took no photos. I think there were no official anythings. Um, there might have been a camera following the lead pack on the first crew. But so other than Strava, there's no evidence I was there. Um, I don't think. <laughs> but it was good. It was really, really good, Sam. Did you felt the same, I think? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So I followed that one. Oh, yeah. Got a 16.08. That's my PB now. Okay. There you go. Um, the uh, um, oh, I won't spoil yours, Sam. The two days later, I um, did a long run with a um, marathon pace chucked in. So I'm now steadily bringing up the marathon pace. So my last run is now. All my long runs now are going to consist of marathon pace within it. I think that's quite a normal thing for a lot of people that I'm training with are doing. So it's been steadily increasing. I did six. I did twelve last week 12k last week within the long run and did 16k on sunday around sort of victoria park and, and in london um and it's going to go up for the next two weeks to 20k 24k and then taper that's my week i finished on a hunt i wanted to get over a hundred it just psychologically even though i didn't probably have to do it after that 5k mm. just like i just couldn't not be over that it's silly really it's so many people were saying well you don't need to and i know in my head i didn't need to but um just i just i sort of did <laughs> don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. that's my week yeah very very nice yeah, sure, yeah. Ten of events, um, great running a different take on that uh oh yeah shall i shall i go next then matt is that right yeah go for it um yeah quite a light week i did a pre pre-race session on the tuesday and went around battersea park just did like five times two minutes not very confidence building i thought i was going a lot quicker than, <laughs> than what i did um but it's always the way isn't it and then yeah i really thought you know i i didn't do anything the following day or like really little those two days between um so i thought right this is a real taper week for 5k see how I react to this one um and yeah like you say we got down there there was a serious a very serious atmosphere everyone like got with their coaches and their mates and their girlfriends and they're like it it was yeah it was very like it if you'd signed up for it and you were not part of a club you'd feel pretty daunted I reckon I think we felt pretty daunted and we've been running for a few years haven't we Neil like you were saying at the start this is this is really nerve-wracking and I was like Never. Hey, it's fun in my life, I'll say one thing is that at that pack at the start me and Sam were pushed to the back like I've the never seen people push in a queue before I mean you 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 may well both have experienced it Jen and Matt but I I've never experienced that we me and Sam are right at the back 
literally <laughs> oh. back row. So they, the way they set it off was the seven o'clock race was the B race. And then we were 702 because the idea was we probably wouldn't catch them, particularly with like over half a K lead, um, which actually turns out to not be the case. We caught some of them, but we, yeah, I mean, we were, we were too physically pushed to the back, but we were, everyone just filtered, didn't they in? And, and before we realized we're literally at the back and we went off and, we really should have been further up because we were already working to get through the crowd. Someone almost pushed me over quite early on. So I gave him a bit of a shove and he was, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then I thought, right, actually there's no wind here. I'm just going around to the side. So I went round to the right. Um, and I chatted to that John uh, Gilfeder guy before, who's, who's a great runner, high gate. And he was in the B race and he's what, what was your plan? And I said, running to feel. And he's like, well, just go with the pack then you've got nothing to lose there. And then you'll be with, and I, I, so I saw a pack kind of starting to form. There's one guy who just went off the front. He was in the wrong race or something. So kind of tried to stick after that bottom turn where things started to thin out, stuck with that front pack. And I think kilometer two, <laughs> same as you were saying earlier, Jen, I'm very much like build into the race. And then I wonder, do I lose a bit in that first bit where I'm getting up to speed? So this was the one where I was like, it's only 5k, you know, I've run a half marathon hard recently, obviously marathon training. So, but you forget how hard 5k can be. <laughs> so I really, I didn't look at the watch. I didn't even look at the heart rate. I just ran totally to kind of hard feel eight out of 10 kind of thing. <clears throat> and then looking back, yeah, the second K was like 305, which was way too quick for an average of 311 overall. So, but stuck with that pack quite nicely had a dog chasing the guy who I mentioned who went <laughs> off the front and it was quite funny we were running along the, the the carriageway coming up the other way first lap and this dog was chasing the guy at the front this little bit of a medium-sized Pomeranian thing and it was quite angry and so and I said to the guys around me god that dog had better not turn around in a minute because it was looking like it's gonna go for us and it, just at that moment, it turned around and I went, oh, God. And it started running towards us. But it must have just not liked the idea of 10 guys mm -hmm. plus behind just running towards it. So it went off to the side. But some guy was like, can't believe the people bring their dogs out. Ah, oh, God. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're in that crowd, aren't we? I completely forgot about this. Um, it's life or death. But... <laughs> yeah so i mean it felt great after 2k actually yeah came up to the top of that bit and i was like right second lap in my mind i was like you know no matter how hard you go the first there's only one left and then working down towards the bandstand and i don't know if you start thinking to yourself i should be hurting or but i let myself go oh it's quite tough now and i, I had to just ease off a bit and easing off a little bit in that just meant people came past me and they were flying past me Including Neil, yes, you did. Right at that hey. bottom, Neil comes past me, and I was like, "Is that someone else in a worthy?" No, that's Neil. <laughs> and in my mind, I went, "He's come all the way from Worthing. That'd be nice for him." Yeah, yeah, he, he should beat me. <laughs> and then we went round that corner. You've all done this before, you know, where there's that tree, and you're turning back up that carriage where I'm talking about with the tennis courts. And I just saw a little bit of chink in Neil's armor. Just a little bit of slow down. And I thought, no, he's going to be an absolute dick on the podcast this week. I'm going to beat him. 
so, so I pushed a little bit more and then we were side by side and I thought right okay now I just need to stick just in front of him so it became a race against Neil which was perfect because then and then I realized hang on you've now been running harder than you were back then when you thought you were hurting and you, so you sometimes wonder if if you're taking a foot off the gas it's sometimes harder oh it's so much yeah. so much learning always to do with running isn't it which is the beauty of it but yeah. I remember distinctly thinking about three and a half K just further down there. I fucking hate this. This is horrible. Like it was so hard. I thought I don't want to run like this again. It's, it's, it's just really unenjoyable. It was so like in the red and rightly so look at my heart rate, 177. That is right at the top. And then I don't run at that normally. And, and so, and this is a flat course, but yeah, so all the way up. And then like you say, Neil, just the last K, I just thought, just I, I was just trying to hang on you know I was literally thinking of arms like keep a peak of form breathing and then coming down that final bit was just like beat anyone around you and I thought wouldn't it be annoying if I was just over like 1630 or whatever it was imagine so just push as much as you can <laughs> and I came across the line and someone said um 1605 Mike Boucher was there and I thought ah. Oh, that's annoying, but it's it's way better than the 1630 I was kind of hoping for. Um, and at this point, I realized my heart rate's at 183. I didn't realize I could go that. <laughs> um, came across the line, and there's just bodies everywhere. It's honestly just mayhem. <laughs> um, Ali McRae came up to me, and he's like, how was that? And I was like, fucking awful. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then cut to about... 40 minutes later I'm doing an easy jog round with him and Johnny Suttle around the park and I've I've worked out that my time was actually 1601.5 so basically 16, oh, really? 16.02 is what they've given me and I and he said oh do you think you could have found those three seconds and I was like definitely definitely and he was like you didn't look like it when you came across the line and said it was fucking horrible so actually I don't know I don't think I could have but then you think k2 if I'd run a 310 Maybe I would have finished stronger, but then I wouldn't have had the group that I. So it's all these things, isn't it? And like you say, Neil, it's nighttime. It's very interesting type of. It was, you know, I wouldn't blame any of the. Like it was perfect temperature, I thought. But then Mike Bouch was like, it's pretty muggy. No one ran really hot fast. I mean, the winner did it in 1421. So that's pretty quick to me. Um, but like, if we go back to last episode, 1630 I was more than happy with anywhere near 16 I was going to say I was ecstatic with obviously there's that or oh, the next arbitrary barrier of sub 16 but fuck I mean this is the third fastest 5k I've ever done and I'm in mid-marathon training like doing 100-ish k some weeks so very happy with that it's just yeah it was, it was really tough at times wasn't it Neil it was like different kind of racing and great to finish it might have been really hard for Ali seeing you get over because yeah. I do know it's the I've seen him a few times I've never seen him look that that uh, fucked really that's the he worked hard there yeah he worked that was, that really was hard. The, actually we saw him at the three and a half k that was the killer it was at the top of the the um the top um bit was by the tennis courts up there so he sort of lit up quite well but he, 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 said, he said he saw us out the corner of his eye but he said he just couldn't he couldn't focus on anything at this point mm. and i don't know just grimacing he was right in the middle mid-pack um you know there was a yeah. guy that, there was a guy that actually right off the back of their their group 
there was a guy right off the back and he was one, yeah he was one second in front of me he was six yeah, he was way off the back of the first pack but yeah he was still well so, he was literally in no man's land but there we go shout out to ali for running 15 10 which is great and then johnny subtle having a stinking cold still coming along and running 15 50 i mean brilliant yeah so amazing. um yes lovely lovely event um very different but it's quite nice isn't it to do those different ones but geez i think there must be an in-between between run-throughs and those where it can be welcoming but it can also be um serious and fast it's i, sp I suppose it's it's a tough one and people would be doing it if, if it was that easy but it was quite daunting and kind of kind of weird um Cliquey um, in some ways, isn't it? The Sri Chinmoy, if that's how you say it, Sri Chinmoy, they um do a, ser a summer series of five k's and ten k's in Battersea Park, which, in my experience, feels that middle ground between run through and what you're describing. Where, ah. um, which I would really recommend. It's that one that Sophie and I did, where she ran her massive PB, and yeah. um, and um. And yeah, they, they, um, so again, the winner was in the 14th. Um, and, um, and they definitely were extremely professional. And, and the, you know, the standard was incredibly high. You know, I think the first, the first women, ladies were in the low 16s, you know, but, um, but it still felt friendly. You know, people were joking. There was no pushing. Um, you know, for example, we as women were not pushed sort of right to the back. You know, it was like you were describe. We weren't squeezed out. Um, you know how nice. you were describing, but yeah, the standards. I think you know we ran nineteen thirty something, and we came about one hundred and fortieth. You know, wow. Um, so again, they're also they're also over summer, aren't they? When there's yeah. kind of a other than summer league, obviously, I always feel like it's a bit of a dearth of road races. Yeah. Kind of a spring or autumn thing. So, yeah, those are good ones, actually. Those are really good ones, yeah. And only yeah. about five or six pounds to enter as well. Yeah, um, I was just looking at that. It says there's, uh, say, seven quid for club runners if it's a Tuesday evening race, and it's 11 pounds for the Saturday morning ones. Yeah. Not bad. Or you could pay yeah. 92 pounds for the 24-hour track race. But... Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm all right with that. Experience. I'd happily go and watch that though. Is that? I've done, I've done some guide running at one of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was the one. At, it was one at Battersea Park actually. I can't remember if it was the Sri Chinmoy or some other. They all have kind of slightly um, transcendental names, which I suppose makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um I was one of a team of guide runners for an Irish lady who um who was doing yeah the twenty four hour um track race and um cool. all I can say is that I was very glad that I didn't do twenty four hours of running around a track because the end did, people did not look very well. <laughs> yeah, my 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 former colleague did one once, um, and he said it's get you know you know what you're in for. Wait, I think every I think his one, it was like every three hours or something, they they ring a bell and that means you turn around and change, run in the opposite yeah, direction. Yeah, every four hours you change direction, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, it's pretty sad when after like literally only doing that twice, you're like really looking forward to it just, just for a change or whatever. I was like, wow, at that point you've got what? Like, what was that? 
16 hours still to 16 go. 16 hours to go. Really? Oh, no. God. Yeah, no. Um, no I've never seen, I've never seen people more close to death. They did the presentation ceremony at the end when, of course, I'd gone home, slept and come back to do my yeah. next shift. Like the people who were giving, being given the prizes were so out of it physically and mentally that like they couldn't get up to get their prize like they were just slumped like sort of you know this one the woman who won she couldn't even like lift her head up to sort of acknowledge it was just I, I it was I it was the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen it's like you well, were just yeah, we... running around a track non-stop and now you can't move <laughs> we, always, we always take the mick out of the feeder group for going and doing runs that last like an hour or whatever around the track and say how boring and horrible and whatever that is can you imagine being there the next evening <laughs> we're still here i know and she was still going i know literally i i went home at about 10 o'clock on the it was saturday to sunday and i went home about 10 o'clock on the saturday night and came back about eight on the sunday morning having you know got a cab home an uber home had a nice night's sleep and a bath. <laughs> wow. She was still running around this track. Oh, astonishing. God, um, it almost, it's almost like full circle, isn't it? You know, the, the, the 5K is really hard. It's almost as hard as the really long. People are just slumped at the end, you think, but it's yeah. completely opposite end of the spectrum that somehow meets somewhere. Definitely. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So, but they look good, those three Chimnoy. Um, yeah races yeah tuesdays throughout june and july there's uh, the ones, 7, yeah. 7 p.m but there's yeah. actually one called the Battersea relays maybe we should look at what that means maybe we'll do a pila relay a pile no that doesn't sound very good oh. um <laughs> moving on quickly uh matt i see a couple of activities popping up on strava this week uh yes i <laughs> Sorry, um, maybe so. Um, yeah, I had a big week 185k, Sam. Yeah, so <laughs> a week, but yeah, not of running. Um, so <laughs> slightly more running though, but kind of yeah, not quite what you want to want to be doing. So, all run walking. Uh, so I think I did looking at this, I did four run walk. Some of them were only three by five minutes. Uh, the longest was five by five minutes. So nothing, uh, yeah, nothing to to write home about, but at least something more than, I'd, I hadn't run at all the week before and hadn't run at all for about five or six weeks or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, a bit of progress. Um, other than that, all of the re remaining mileage is just on the bike. So trying to, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not an expert in cross-training or, or training when you're training with injuries or whatever, but basically I've just moved running onto a bike. So I keep the exact same structure, easy days, try and do some intervals one day, try and do like a thresholdy type thing, try and do a long one at, on a Sunday. Otherwise, so yeah, keeping the week the same, but just much more boring on a stationary bike. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. Update over. That's my that's my <laughs> my week. Four run walks and some bikes. I reckon them. Um, 
No, they, I, I was just going to say um, the approximate conversion as someone who's been injured so many times that I made cross training my specialist subject um, mm. is that uh, it's about 10 minutes of cross training for every mile of running. So if you, an hour of cross training is about 10K, call it um, 6.2 miles. Um, so it's better to, <laughs> uh, which I'm never quite sure whether it's um, that's helpful to think of it that way or not. No. Um, <laughs> But um, what's, what would my what would my Sunday twenty two mile run have been? What would that exactly. be on bike? That'd be about nine hours. Yeah. You know, I kind of think, well, an hour for, an hour for like a ten k, you know, for the equivalent of ten k. If you did seven of those in a week, that's still seventy k equivalent, which you know is not actually too shabby, is it really? Um, like no. you say, throw in a bit of threshold, a bit of intervals, you know, mix it up a bit. You can get some fairly decent. Um, yeah, stimuli. I mean, I'm not expecting. You know, I'm not expecting to. I've not run for. I actually don't know what it is, but I guess it's five or six weeks or something. You know, I'm not expecting to to get back to running and be fit in any sense of the word. But you just want to retain. Yeah. Any sort of cardio stuff. You'll be surprised. Oh, yeah. It 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 does work. Um, or it, it seems in my experience, it seems to just take less time to get the yeah. running fitness back um if i've been able to cross train um, yeah definitely but good to see some bits of running creeping back there mm-hmm. and um and like you say i remember going back to mike boucher again when i was coming back from injury he said you know just that the fitness is there mm-hmm. just like yeah do the easy running to to, to kind of unearth it again and and yeah. he's absolutely right um it it is there i mean you've got a lot of training the end of last year and this year so don't don't think that's just gone no um the the worst thing is to like jump back to it too quickly but i think you it's still only march and so for the summer you can definitely like get yeah i mean i do need something probably to to work towards i i will admit i've not missed so like friday I text you guys in the day and then Saturday morning came around and I realized, oh shit, they ran us. <laughs> like I had, I had not thought about it at all. Yeah. Uh, whereas usually, I think a few years ago, I would literally have just sat there all day Friday, like, oh, I'm not doing this. Whereas I actually did, you know, I think I got to, I've got to a point now where I enjoy racing for, well, I enjoy it when I can, when I can get the bit out of it that I enjoy, which is, competing and feeling like you're getting the most out of yourself if you're just turning up half oh, it i actually don't enjoy it you know a bit like what you're saying about the like the atmosphere every being quite competitive and and whatever and it, it yeah being the polar opposite to run through that's fine if you're i don't know in the in the mood for it right otherwise it's really horrible <laughs> it's, not, it's not that fun is it you know that would be it's a bit like when you give up you know like gave up like five aside football She's like why am I here it's not it's not serious football and it's not a joke it's kind of some weird thing in the middle and it's kind of like that for us right we're not professionals so it's a bit weird turning up and people barging each other out of the way <laughs> yeah yeah not the Olympic final yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but... I once got barged at park run which was which was interesting oh, yeah. yeah I was not that's not okay <laughs> Yeah, we got we got by <laughs> Yeah, trying to go for by, sub eighteen. By, by another park user, maybe. No, a runner. No, by some, another runner. <laughs> I would 
more sort of but no someone who just thought they were more entitled to that particular bit of path and yeah very odd very yeah. entitled yeah okay um a final bit before we go on to some quick questions uh we had talked about some marginal gains before and gone through some funny things like um epsom salts and things that work <laughs> epsom salt epsom flows um do you have any things that you think work as marginal gains jen oh good question um i suppose the, i suppose no is the is yeah, yeah, yeah well, i mean I'm i not, guess I'm you've covered one in. you've covered the crusty like as a yeah as people that have been injured quite a lot i guess we've covered quite a bit of training whatever do you do it do you do it now so like do you do it when you're fit and running do you still do any cross training or absolutely so you know i was suppose i was thinking of things like beetroot beetroot juice or epsom salts or <laughs> exactly um protein powder i mean i'm not I, i'm not into any of that um at all um i said but yeah i think probably sort of effective marginal gains acknowledging that there's just no substitute for consistency and being sensible um i think uh the big ones for me are fueling and um yeah cross training so i find it makes a big difference to me if i can get some food in quite quickly after a run um it just seems to it just seems to help my body absorb the training and recover and just you know it seems to stress my body out a bit less and it doesn't have to be you know a banquet or anything but just um I mean, and I'm not particularly fussy. I'm not particularly into protein this or you know a raw chicken breast and eggs or anything like that. But yeah. just just what it, whatever it is. But um, and then yeah, cross training. You know, is not a poor man's substitute for running. Like your body doesn't know miles. It doesn't know kilometers. It doesn't know pace. It doesn't know speed. All it knows is effort. And if you're making the right level of effort, then you're going quite a long way towards achieving the adaptations that you're asking the body to make um and so and i think that you know obviously if you're cross training you can't replicate the sort of the muscular and neuromuscular pounding um that that running sort of is quite unique to running but you can replicate everything else and it really really works so you know if you've got you know 20 25 years of running behind you as i have you know my strength comes from that my running strength my neuromuscular strength comes from that and so revving the engine however that looks whether that's on the bike whether that's on the elliptical whether that's more running or less running it sort of really doesn't matter because your body doesn't know how far you run doesn't know how fast you you run it doesn't know how fast you biked how many watts you've done all your body knows is the effort that it's made mm. and um and so yeah so those would be my my games um yeah work hard work sensibly yeah yeah show some resilience you know it's yeah. not always going to be perfect you're not always going to get the numbers you hope for um you know you're not always there's no justice to it either you know as I say I've had lots of illnesses and injuries and I kind of don't necessarily feel like I've been dealt a particularly good hand but it is what it is and you've got to work with it and um make something of it um and just keep, yeah. keep kind of just just keep going really um because your body will get there um great yeah absolutely 
so no chia seeds and um flak flak oil for you apart from no, on sunday no. long runs no, no she does use charcoal toothpaste though. Charcoal <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, squatting um, yes. very slowly down. For before, before we return to nerdles or dirdles, um, I have a couple of quick fire questions. And Matt and Neil, please jump in and, and do any you have as well. But Jen, what is your favorite distance to run? Um half marathon mm, nice yeah it's a sweet spot between it's not so fast that it's that kind of eyeballs out feeling you were describing but it's not so far that you can only do one every year otherwise you, you've ruined your body mm. um so I feel like for me it hits quite a nice physical and mental sweet spot of having to tread the line find the line tread the line have some mental fortitude but not mm. super painful at either end of the, of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, Favourite bit of running kit? Good one. Um, I, I do like my alpha flies. <laughs> oh, I thought um, you were going to say your stalkinies. I, I associate you with stalkiny, Um, You and Sophie alike. You have you yeah. seem to be fans of the I mean, I mean I have to say I'm just looking at my collection of running shoes now I've got the Mizunos <laughs> I've got some Sockneys I've got the A6 Meta Speed Scar. I mean I love my running shoes I like trying new ones I've just bought the new Hokas the Rocket X2 um, which apparently is a big upgrade but I mean those Alpha Flies it's like magic I like I, I think I, I mean it really it's like I land on quite a good bit of the shoe as well. I think the way my foot lands, I get quite a nice pop off the the curvature of that particular plate. Or maybe it's just um, placebo, but yeah, love the alpha flies. Mm, they are incredible. Um, one tip for new runners. Oh, enjoy it. Enjoy you know, it. You enjoy it. You only get one life. Don't torture yourself. <laughs> just enjoy it. Keep it in perspective and enjoy it. Lovely. And last one for me. Uh, can you sum up running for you in one word? I think connection. It connects me with myself, connects me with my mind, my connects me with my body and connects me with other people. And yeah, connection. Love it. Yeah, really good. You guys? Got a few multiple in choice ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I know you run to feel um, a lot more, but I mean, are you traditionalist or are you metric? Are you imperial or metric? Miles um, or kilometers? Yeah, uh, I'm metric, so I'm kilometers. Um, mm. I do, I do quite like a conversion though. Um, I, I can do both, but yeah, kilometers. Yeah, actually, are you quick at doing that in your head as you're running? Yeah. You just figure that oh, that's the hardest thing in the world. Doing it on the track, and I don't know. What... I'm quite lucky that some of quite a lot of my race paces line up quite nicely. So like my half marathon race pace is basically six minute miling, which is kind of which is three forty three per kilometer. So that kind of you know works out quite nicely. Um, um you might have said this already. Do you prefer uphills or downhills? Oh, if uphills. You, yeah. Love running said, uphills. Yeah. You said about the Gladstone and yeah, yeah this is where yeah. You, you prevail. Yeah, hills pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> you prefer uphills to straights and flats, don't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. yeah. No, definitely. I um, I don't know. 
don't know what that is, but yeah, I love running up a hill. Oh, you should do that Mon Von 2 race then. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Like a couple of years ago. Um, Last one, I asked Io, but it's an interesting one. Do, Do you run with music, a podcast or nothing? What, what, or do you have a preference when you're I'm doing? I do. My preference is uh, podcast or audiobook. Um, I prefer talking rather than music. Um, I don't know. It seems to take my mind away, but towards the running, if those two things can coexist, if that makes any sense. It's yeah. neither too much of a distraction nor too much of a focus. So, um, yeah, podcast or audiobook. Preferably about running because that kind oh. of... You know, yeah. I mean, I don't really know any decent running podcasts, but if I did, <laughs> then I'd listen to those when I was running. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't know that we don't know any good ones either. No, yeah. nothing, nothing out there. There's a space yeah. in the market. Um, Matt, favorite session? Um, I love running threshold. Um, so either threshold block in a longer within a sort of a longer run or um or sort of yeah something like five times a mile at threshold or something like that of quite short recoveries um but yeah um love running threshold again it's about finding that line and feeling it and sort of committing to it um but not too hard don't want to do that no (laughs) and final one favorite place you've ever run oh good one um, actually, it um, it was when I did my second England Masters race, which was in Tembe um, in July last year, the route, um, well, it's probably the hardest half marathon I've ever run because there was like 400 metres of elevation gain. It basically went up the coastal path in Wales, in Tembe, and you sort of went up, up and up and up and up and up, um, but you got to the top of this coastal path um because um, it's like in the middle of nowhere in Wales and there's this lovely sort of single track path it was a really beautiful day there's you know the water over there sky hills um green no one else around apart from us mad runners and it just it was just so beautiful um that it almost you couldn't quite believe that in a couple of miles you'd be running back down into sort of a town you know it just it felt like surely this must be the edge of the earth almost but so I think that's definitely my favorite experience of a running location for sure I want to go <laughs> yeah love it and in England vest you're looking at the scenery yeah. because so often people are just stuck in that race and it's like oh yeah mm. it was a pretty place like I think Ed his first marathon was um Paris and we we're like yeah, how was it running past the Eiffel Tower? And he said, oh, we didn't go past it. And we're like, you definitely went past it. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't even see it. Uh, but yeah, working hard. Okay, so now we come back around to Neil's reveal. Um, what are we thinking? Do you think, uh, can you remind us of your lovely made-up word, Neil? No. A, a nerdle. Yeah. Well, on mute. No, I'm not. No, no you, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> I just, for some reason, I feel like I feel like a... that might be real. I don't know why. I feel like a nerdle might be real. 
I mean, there, yeah, I am there happy. has to be a word for it. Yeah. I guess the risk is that he has heard that word. It's a word for something else. And then he's thought of, you know, he's like moved it to something else, I guess. Yeah. He's not, he, he, he's not going to make up a name for a bit of new <laughs> I don't There's know. There's got to be a word for something. I'm leaning towards real. Yeah, because I suppose I've just thought it could be a word, but just not the word for that. Yeah. It could be a real word, but for something else, like something that, random. That has happened before where... Mm. Um, no, but you're, real. Yeah, your gut instinct was real, right? And 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 you're saying that as well, Matt, and I'm I'm happy to go with that. I think there's been a lot of double on entendres with Neil. I mean, he's been pushing this quite hard, so maybe he's trying to make us... Yeah, let's go real, hey? I'm happy with that if you guys are. Okay, Neil? Yeah, go on, Neil. We think you're real. Sadly, it is real. <laughs> yeah! Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, turns out the wave-shaped blob of toothpaste sitting on a toothbrush is called a nurdle. Wow, who knew? It was reportedly coined by the American Dental Association in the 90s. It's probably not been used in the UK ever. It's probably called toothpaste on a toothbrush here. <laughs> I've certainly never, ever called it a nerdle. Never heard not of even it. in Bangkok with your friend? Never, not even in Bangkok. Not, not even in Bangkok. Bangkok. Oh. Nerdle, I was like, we're not calling it that. It's yeah. toothpaste. And we actually had a little fight about it. Um, About that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. No, it's um, it's a noodle. There you go. I'm going to use it though. Yep. Yeah. Word. Well done. Oh, so it's currently six four to the um to the reels and Neil, you're going to have to look start looking for that string vest to run London in. I think. Oh wow. Oh, that'll be so good. I bet your dad's got one. <laughs> he must do. He must do. If not, we're going to go back to Bill and get him to go back he's, to the attic. He's definitely got one. <laughs> and has some, to be and an original. Shorts. Has to be an original mm. 1960s. Yeah. You, yeah, well, you, you're going to run in whatever chafes you the most. God, yeah. It's not exactly a sore vest, is it? That? No, it's going to be well, a sore. Well, sore in a Might be sore, way. yeah. Oh, walked into that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Jen. It's been lovely to hear your perspective on running which is refreshing and um yeah a lot more professional than ours as, as normal with our guests <laughs> but yeah it's been good to hear your story so far um what is your next big thing on the horizon before we go um yeah thanks for having me on really enjoyed it um so all a bit fluid at the moment i'm hoping to run the london marathon i've got an entry and i've entered um that would just be sort of for fun really um rather than going for any particular time but um that will still be a nice day um and um and then later in the year um i'm hoping to do the british masters trail championship race at the end wow. of june um mm. which is 30k trail um somewhere in the never know whether it's north downs south downs the downs we can yeah. even call it that which i would quite like to get in shape for and then um yeah maybe try something in the in the autumn but all a bit fluid at the moment just concentrating on getting that consistency back after a bit of a layoff and and um 
yeah, see what happens and enjoying it. Just trying to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, lovely. That sounds good. That trail race sounds lovely. Yeah, that'd be really good. Great. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Run, heal, chat, repeat. repeat.